Hello, and welcome to Maine Golf Talk. We are your hosts, Zach Zonlo and Henry Fall. In these podcasts, we'll be discussing what makes Maine Golf so special. We'll be sharing our own experiences and knowledge as both players and coaches. We'll also branch out to discuss hot topics in the game and chat with special guests to hear their stories. All to keep you in the know and help you improve your game. Let's get into today's podcast. All right, welcome to another episode of Maine Golf Talk. We are joined by the Dugas brothers trying to uh, defend uh, after their dad threw down the, uh, the gauntlet the other day. Um, so we are joined by Gavin and Eric, both decorated junior golfers in the state of Maine. They played at Huston University with uh, some incredible accomplishments at the NCAA level. Uh, so guys, let's get right into it. Uh, how are you guys doing and uh, where are you at? Things are good right now. Uh, down in Pennsylvania, working at Oakmont for the summer. Uh, other than that, not much going on. Yeah, things are good here too. I'm at home, JW Parks. Uh, things are going good here. We're in good shape. It's been a good summer. And just for context, Gavin spoke first there and Eric spoke second. So we're going to have to kind of make sure that we uh, indicate who's speaking here. <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, let's, let's get into it. So how uh, did you guys get into the game? And uh, what was it like uh, growing up on uh, JW? Uh, I'll go first, I guess. Uh, so kind of golf's just running our family. My dad's dad was a golf pro. My dad's a pro. Um, he's been in the PGA for, I think, 25 years this year, maybe more. Um, so it's just kind of something that we've grown up with. Growing up at the golf course, it's kind of it's like going to the backyard to play. It was going to play golf for us, which was pretty cool. So it's it's kind of been a lifelong thing for me. Yeah, I can. I can't remember when we actually started, but yeah, it's always been in our lifestyle. Uh, families growing up around golf, we uh, we take ten steps on out of our house and we're on the golf course. So it's just been our lifestyle. All right. So what? Uh, you know, it must have been pretty cool there, Eric, to uh, get to play with your brother all the time and compete against him and you know, yeah yeah competition had to force you guys to uh you know get better yeah it's a lot of fun i was glad that uh i was pretty much going wherever he went in college so i could get two more years with him because he's two years ahead of me in school so we got two in high school and two in college so made my decision pretty easy where i was gonna go because it was gonna be wherever Gavin was so so are you going to uh, follow your brother to uh, Oakmont or? Uh... Uh, hopefully. I'd like to get down there next summer. Oh, I'm in my last year of school now, so start my journey next summer, hopefully. Who knows, maybe, uh, maybe uh, Oakmont needs uh, a superintendent or a uh, ground screw <laughs> guy. We know your dad's got uh, some skills, so. Oh, yeah. He's, uh, he would love to be down there. 
All right, so uh, Gavin, uh, you know, you're playing junior golf. You get to uh, – you're trying to decide what schools to go to. Was Husson kind of the one and only choice or so, what, was, what was your recruiting process like? So I, uh, I actually went to Southern New Hampshire University for a year and a half. Um, when I was going through the recruiting process, my dad wasn't the coach at Husson. So – um, when I was when I was playing junior golf and I was talking to schools, it was kind of between uh, uh, Southern New Hampshire University and uh, St. Thomas Aquinas. Uh, Southern New Hampshire gave me the best offer, so uh, that's kind of where I chose. And then that same year, my dad took the head golf coach at Husson and. Uh, things weren't going great down at Southern New Hampshire for me. I was kind of struggling academically, stuff like that. So I decided to transfer back to Hassan, and uh, I don't regret it at all. And we, of course, know that uh, Eric decided to uh, follow you, so we don't really have to get into that one too much. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. Eric, before uh, before we get uh, jumping in through some other things, uh, I remember a comment that you made. I think it was when Henry, Eric McClure, and I went and played uh, Sunday River. We posted some pictures, and you posted uh, one of your most memorable rounds was with uh, with Eric McClure. Uh, 117. Let's let's hear about this incredible round. <laughs> so I started my day off with a 12 on one, and then it uh, kind of just snowballed from there. I didn't. My dad and Gavin were actually playing in the group behind me. And when we got done, they're like, what'd you shoot anyways? I was like, well, I shot 117. They're like, wow, that's the fastest 117 I've ever watched. <laughs> it, uh, that was my first time playing the loaf. I had never played it before. Um, and I was just spraying it. It was going all over the place. But it was a fun round. I enjoyed playing with Eric. He's a good time. Yeah, he's definitely one of those uh, relaxed guys. He probably made it yeah. that 117, probably the most enjoyable 117 ever. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you really, you really can't, uh, you can't spray it. And if you've never played that golf course before, you, if you're missing it just a little bit, you're screwed. And yeah, yeah, you're done. You're, uh, 150 every hole. Aim for the 150. Yeah, just iron out there and then uh, just get it on the green, two putt, maybe three putt, and just accept it. Yeah, exactly. My dad gave me that advice before I went out, and I uh, it went in one ear and out the other, which I learned real fast that it shouldn't have. So, Eric, you know how uh, guys on the PGA Tour, when they get in the zone, they talk about like how they don't even think about score? When you were through like nine holes at that point and you were like trying to total things up, was that kind of the zone you were in? <laughs> Pretty much. I was just trying to make a par. <laughs> I was just grinding to make a par, but it was a good time. Uh, the Loaf is always one of my favorite courses to play. Hopefully get up there for the State of Maine Championship, kind of redeem myself. Yeah, I think we need uh, these. Uh, get those greens at like fourteen, fifteen on the stem. Really, uh, make it Oakmont esque. Yeah, really, it would need to be playable. Imagine nine yeah. with uh, with fourteen stem. I was just about to say that. Get nine real fast. 
nine at ten is still brutal. Yeah. Yeah, I think we uh, I think we were at uh, nine nine two this weekend, and it was still. Well, I was still enjoying watching everybody put it off the green. We had pin in the front front center there, and I mean, it's comical almost that how many people will hit it, chip it long, and then just rip it back off the green. Yeah, yeah, I've done that before. Yeah, I've been there. All right, let's uh, while we're while we're still on this little sugarloaf run here, uh, Gavin, didn't you have a uh, hole in one on eight during the state of Maine? I did. Yep, that was awesome. Yeah, was it? Yeah. Uh, what, what hole was it? Was it? Uh, was it eight with the uh, the pin in the bowl? It was. Yeah, hit a pitching wedge, kind of hit it out to the left of it, and spun it back down in. Yeah, it's uh, that's a pretty cool feeling. Um, yeah, I, I had one on eight too with uh, with Henry, and uh, you know, I think what you were. Were you 21? I think you weren't 21 at the time, so you couldn't buy anybody drinks, right? I'm trying to think. I might have been 20. Yeah, definitely 20. Yeah. Yeah, your dad was all upset about that. Well, I think he was upset because I beat him by a shot for the tournament. I was playing in the group in front of Gavin, and we were on 9T, and I heard the roar, like, everybody cheering. And I looked at the guys. I was like, I think somebody might have just got a hole-in-one. They're like, no, no chance somebody got a hole-in-one. And then sure enough, when Gavin got in, he's like, yeah, I made a hole-in-one on 8. I was like, wow. Gavin, you just have a, a mob following you or something? You got a crowd out there and everything, huh? Yeah. I don't know about roars, but, I mean, I was hooting and hollering a little bit. The whole group is pretty loud. I mean, it, it doesn't really look like Amen Corner down there or anything. So, <laughs> so Eric, you played at uh, Woodlands today in the pro am with your dad. How did that? How that match end up? I got him by a shot. Well done. Yeah, he shot seventy nine. I shot seventy eight. Nothing to be proud of, but it uh, it was a fun day. We had a good group. We didn't play very good, but here's what it is. So not only, I'm assuming you guys have a little bit of a sibling rivalry, but you also have your dad. So, I mean, it, you guys, uh, you have your little round, you get in the car, and then you kind of give him a little nudge on the shoulder and say, yeah, you know, I got you by one today. Uh, we usually keep it pretty uh, – we don't usually talk a whole lot of smack to each other. Because we know pretty much any given day, either one of us could beat each other. So, the smack talk doesn't come out until we're uh, like eat some scramble nights, four v four scramble. That's when the smack talk starts coming out. Yeah, yeah, those are the. That's when a lot of talking happens. Is when we get an eight some out there on a quiet night, all playing a scramble. So, Gavin, if I can kind of um, take a turn here and talk about NCAAs. So, in 2017, you had a pretty good finish uh, in a national tournament that, you're, you know, Huston as a team qualified for. You know, something that I've always admired about the school is that, you know, you guys have gone to NCAAs like, what, 
six out of the last ten years or something crazy like that. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly. I think it's fourteen out of the last fifteen or sixteen. Crazy. Been I've been pretty. I was fortunate to play for uh, four national championships when I went to SNU. We uh, we went to the first one ever in school history. Um, and then three at Huston, which was awesome. And tell me about, you know, individually that in 2017, though, you finished there. And I know we were we were kind of hearing headlines on the news back here at home. And, uh, you know, we were all rooting for you. Yeah, that was uh, that was my first semester at Huston, actually. Um, I, I had a couple of holes. I mean, a couple of the the holes that I had were pretty lucky. I had a couple lucky shots. I knocked one in for an eagle um, the second day. It was, I mean, it was just a great experience to be able to play at that level. Uh, I think I was in like the last three or four groups of the, the tournament with all the individuals. We had people following us. We had the, the guys out there with the score signs. Just an awesome experience. So you finish in uh, looks like 16th place yeah. out of 215 golfers, and again, this is you know division division three national championship. So this is the biggest stage, and it's just awesome to uh, see somebody from Maine do so well down there. And then Eric, you followed up what the year after, and you have a pretty good finish there as well. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Well, tell me a little bit about it. I mean, how yeah. did, uh, you know, where were you guys that year and about the course and everything? Uh, we were at Grandover, which was in, I think, Greensville, North Carolina. It was, we actually missed the team cut by one shot, which was a bummer. It was the closest Huston's ever come to making it as a whole team. But, uh, yeah. Um, I would have gave anything for the team to make it instead of just me, but. Did you guys make it? What was that? Tell them about your last day. Well, so going into the last day, Gavin, I think I was tied 32nd or 36, something like that for the tournament. And. I remember we were riding home in the van. Gavin goes, well, you got some work to do tomorrow to beat my top finish at Nationals. I was like, yeah, I know. And uh, ended up going out and shot 69, 33 out of my last four holes and lipped out on 18 for top 10 finish. Yeah, I kind of just got in that mode on the back nine and everything was going in. I made like a 45-footer on 17 and then 18, I missed the 25-footer probably left out, but finished tied 12. So pretty much the opposite of your 117. Yeah. Yeah, it was – I definitely did not expect to play as well as I did that week because in the two practice rounds that we played – I probably would have shot 117 in both rounds if I was actually keeping score. Gavin can attest to that. 
Yeah, it was bad. I was nervous for him. And I actually started the tournament off with a double on one and ended up finishing three over for the tournament. So when you guys, uh, I mean, we've all been there. We've all started off with some high numbers to start. What, uh, what kind of goes through your guys' head when you start out and you're like, whoa, where'd this double or triple just come from? When I started out with a big number, uh, my goal is pretty much try and get it back to even. Uh, I, don't, I don't know that I've started off with anything much bigger than seven or an eight. Other than at the loaf, I did start off with a nine. Um, but, yeah, my goal is just to get it back to even one over if, I, if I'm starting off with a big number. Because, I mean, I know I can make birdies out there. So just to focus and make sure I don't make another big number so that my score is not just racking up. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that, trying to get it back to even. Um, making a number like that, it's going to happen in a round. Um, so you kind of just try and settle in, get the nerves out, and play your game because at that level, you know, you can make enough birdies to get it back. Yeah, I think that's great insight. You know, I talked with uh, Jordan LaPlume uh, not too long ago about, you know, starting off her last round at the – women's amateur last year and she bogeyed the first hole, but she kept telling herself to, to stay patient. Right. And, uh, you know, I think that that definitely rings true, but I don't know, sometimes starting out with a bogey or something isn't the worst thing. It kind of gets you refocused, right. Let's ease into the round. Whereas sometimes starting with that birdie or Eagle just gets you way too amped up. Yeah, for sure. I, I have to agree with that. Yeah. So, Gavin, you've been doing some uh, instruction and coaching as well prior to you heading down to Oakmont. You want to talk a little bit about um, maybe some of your passion for that? Yeah, I mean, teaching's a, a lot of fun to me. Um, I worked with a lot of juniors, younger people. I uh, coached the high school team at MCI. Um, it's just a lot of fun to be able to see people start to hit the ball better and uh, they kind of light up and, uh, you know, they just start to get them. They start to enjoy the game a lot more. I haven't done a whole lot of teaching. Uh, last year I did a lot more than I did this year just because of Corona and then headed down to Oakmont. So I didn't really get the chance to do many lessons, but I really enjoy it. It's fun. Yeah, I, you know, we have our, our ladies' night over at Martindale. I think my favorite thing is is stepping up there and watching them hit balls off the, you know, they're hitting a driver right off the tee. And you know the setup is a little different than an iron. You can just see something's a little off, right? So, you know, I'll go in there, I'll just adjust one little thing, and they rip it, right? So then I just start walking away. That's <laughs> it. I just leave them. Yeah. yeah. Ladies. Oh, man. Sorry, what was that? Ladies clinics were fun. Uh, my dad and I, Eric helped out a little bit. Um, we've been doing those for the past three or four years. I just helped my dad out until last year. Um, I kind of did some of my own. Uh, we'd go to the range and then we'd go out and play a few holes. You know, I'd bring out 
like a bottle of wine and they just have some wine, play some golf. They loved it. So Eric, going off of this sort of coaching instruction, uh, did Gavin give you any tips growing up or did he keep everything a secret? Uh, not really. We, uh, we usually just let my dad do all the instructions on both of our swings. Mm-hmm. We give you, he'd give me a tip or two if I was aimed the wrong way or something like that. But other than that, we try to stay away from getting into each other's swings and stuff like that. And then outside of your dad, were there any players or coaches that you guys kind of, uh, I don't know, maybe you were most drawn to outside of, you know, what your dad was giving you? I went, I had a couple lessons with uh, Paul Piveronis when I was a junior. Um, I was in a little bit of a funk. And my dad thought that it might be a good idea to have someone else kind of help me out looking my swing. So I, uh, I did a few lessons with him. Other than that, it's it's been mainly my dad. Yeah, I got to give Pops all the credit for my my swing. My uh, nobody knows it quite like him, and he lets me swing my swing. It's not the prettiest looking thing ever, but he knows Eric's how to. It's a big stack and tilt guy. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Love that stack yeah. and tilt. I'm sure John, John, if John Hickson's listening to this, he's just loving it. Probably. <laughs> so Gavin and Eric, I mean, it, do you see yourselves like kind of, you know, continue to play and then maybe coaching is a sort of another route that you want to, um, you know, maybe put your attention towards moving forward. Gavin, if you want to start. Yeah, I see myself. I mean, I already coached the high school team, uh, nothing crazy, um, but I, I enjoyed it a lot. I could see coaching, like, a team, college team or something like that down the road. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I could see that in my future. Yeah, same way, probably. I did get offered the job at – MCI to take Gavin's spot, but where I'm still in school, we still have a season. I had to decline it, but uh, yeah, probably definitely later in life is the same thing for me. I, I wouldn't really want to get into anything just yet because I still still feel like I got some time to play for myself. So, Gavin, what was it like uh, coaching the high school team? I mean, I, I had my, uh, my Mount Abram this, this past fall, and I mean, it was a blast, but it was difficult watching some, uh, some of the kids struggle a little bit and not be able to help them or not be able to hit the shot for them. What, uh, what did you enjoy about it? What was uh, so difficult about it? Uh, what I enjoyed about it was I had a, I had a great group of kids, um, not the best golfers, but we, we always had fun. Uh, the thing that was most difficult for me would be watching them trying to, I mean, I tried to give them as much help as I could. Not all of them listened. Um, a lot of the, I think that a lot of the, the kids that played on the team were kind of doing it more for just something to do rather than play competitive golf. Um, 
I had a few kids that would play in the summer, but other than that, it was just like when golf season came around for the high school team, that's when they started showing up. And, I mean, it takes more than that to be good at golf. Yeah, it's uh, that's so true. It's, uh, every kid always expects just to be able to just walk on on uh, whatever date is, end of August, uh, early September, and be able to hit the ball and make a par and make a good score. And if you're not practicing throughout the summer, if you're not playing, there's – very little chance that you're going to be uh, playing well through uh, throughout the golf exactly. season. Another thing I enjoyed was uh, with MCI being a boarding school, um, I had a couple students from different countries coming on the golf team playing, kind of getting to talk to them about, you know, their country, their lifestyles, back home, stuff like that. Uh, I just found it kind of interesting. Yeah, that is cool. So we uh, we just got word uh, we just added another school to our uh, um, to our conference and they're uh, I'm blanking on what uh, what name it is right now but I'll I'll uh, edit it back in there once I remember um, but we got uh, for our conference we got Sugarloaf Belgrade and we're trying to get one more school to join in to uh, get Sunday River for our conference wouldn't that be a nice little combo as a high school kid getting one of those threes. That's awesome. That would be awesome. It's a lot better than what we had. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> no, yeah, we but, don't. I mean, we don't have that bad of a schedule. We played Waterville, uh, Clinton, Rockland. Um, trying to think of other ones, but those three are three that kind of were highlights for our our conference course wise. Yeah, I mean, Clinton's awesome golf course and. I bet those kids absolutely love that. Yeah. My kids love the fact that they have um, soda on a few of the holes. Get all hopped up, uh, full of energy, all shaky out there. Yeah. <laughs> it was an awesome bus ride back. I, uh, I actually drove the bus. It was like a little miniature bus that I'd drive. And, uh, yeah, it was a good time. All right, guys. Well, we got uh, we got a couple minutes left, so we are going to uh, go straight into our wicked fire. Um, Eric, you're going to lead us off, and then Gavin, you're going to uh, answer after. Uh, so here we go. All right. Best golf course in Maine. Uh, Booth Bay Harbor. I'm going. Conditions-wise, Booth Bay, my favorite is Sugarloaf. Wow, you guys didn't even throw a shout-out to, uh, to your home course? I mean, oh, I, mean I, I love JW, but JW it, is home, but it's not. <laughs> yeah. And I, even, I worked on the ground screw there, but it's, it's not what it, other places are. That's for sure. Is that why the conditions uh, weren't up to uh, Booth Bay standards? <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, next question: uh, best shot you ever hit? Um. Jeez, I'd say. Well, I've had one hole in one, so I'm gonna go with that one. It was 130 yards. That's 12. I hit an eight iron, and it was a little fade, and it rolled down into the cup. It was over this little pond area with a waterfall in front of the green. Pretty cool. 
can you guys hear me? My thing just like cut out. Yeah. Left the meeting. Okay. So my best shot. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd have to go with one of my two hole-in-ones. I have one at Brunswick on hole 11 that I got when I was 12. And then the one at, the one at Sugarloaf was probably one of my best shots, one of my favorite shots at that. That one on 11 at Brunswick's interesting because you probably didn't see it. Uh, I did because I was playing from the forward tees. Oh, with the, okay. I was 12. I hit a two-iron hybrid from 160 <laughs> yards. That's great. All right, can we go back to the fact that Eric hit a eight-iron 120 yards from uh, at age 12? I mean, I think I was hitting driver like 115 when I was 12. <laughs> Zach, you've only picked up like 10 yards in the past 10 years, dude. Yeah, I don't. Deschambeau. Pittsfield bread. I've only gained about 20 yards on that eight iron since. <laughs> All right, uh, let's uh, go with uh, what's uh, who's your favorite idol growing up? Oh, definitely Tiger Woods. For sure. Um, I remember. Being able to actually watch him play and then all that stuff happened, but it was still Tiger Woods, so I still loved him. And, uh, yeah, I'd have to say Tiger. Um, for some reason, I've always liked David Toms. Um, he, I got to talk to him when I was at the Deutsche Bank one year. Um, but Tiger's up there as well. He's He's – Definitely one of my favorite golfers to watch and uh, look up to, I guess, golf-wise. David Toms, I like that answer. Straight hitting, rock the Clevelands. Yeah, I remember him. He was uh, he was one of my idols just because he couldn't hit very far just like me. So. <laughs> yeah. I think he just won the Senior Open last year, didn't he? You uh, yeah. uh, I'm not sure. I think so. I think he did. He's still uh, he's still pretty solid. All right, how about the last one here? The one major you wish you could play in, Eric. Oh, I'm going the Masters. I guess it's just a dream of mine. I would have to agree with that one, Masters, because uh, yeah, I just love to play Augusta. So how about you? Yeah. How about you two, your dad and Tiger in a foursome? That'd be unreal. That'd be <laughs> awesome. All right, we'll try I to make it happen. I think Gavin, I could take him. All right, and then uh, let's uh, let's finish it up. We asked your dad this question last week. The three of you are out playing. Who uh, who wins? Hmm. Eric, go for it. Ah, uh, jeez. If it's at JW, I'm taking Gavin because Gavin just is unconscious at JW for some reason. I can't play here for some reason either. I shoot like 75 every time I go out. Um, but at a neutral playing site, I like to think I got a good chance. All right. Yeah. Um. At home, I don't know. I, 
I like my chances against those two. Um, but like Eric said, at a tournament playing just neutral, neutral course, uh, really any, any one of us could beat each other. Um, it's pretty, up, pretty much up in the air there. I don't know, guys. I don't know, guys. I'm going to have to take Papa Dugas on this one. Even at JW? Experience. I, everywhere. Everywhere, man. Come on. <laughs> I got I to gotta side with a fellow coach, right? Yeah, I guess so. Our ongoing – let's see what you guys think about this real quick, if we have time. You got 10 seconds. <laughs> All right. So, both of us have shot – 61 but mine's 10 under his is nine because one of the par fours changed to a par five since then which one is it is it the same or is it 61 to 61 no matter what Doesn't 61 matter. to 61 all right yes sir all right, guys. Well, we got about 15 seconds left, so I'm going to run right through this. Thank you guys for coming on.